today we are talking about how to create the life you want in 2023 and beyond. We have a wonderful guest. His name is Abu Bakar, who's joining us from Ghana. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. My name is Abu Bakar Kwame Isuman. Um, I'm from Ghana. I am an HR practitioner. I've practiced HR for close to 20 years, but I'm also a life, a certified life coach. Um, I've been in this space for quite a while. I have um, worked with a number of young people from various backgrounds. I love to read. I'm an avid reader. Basically, that's me. Okay, that's fantastic. So passion, I picked up passion in teaching, leading in some way because HR is a people business. Do you oh, yes. People? Oh, yes. I love people. People are complicated. In fact, on every day, you'll be confronted with different issues that you've not come across because human beings are dynamic and they are complex. Even for the same person, they'll come with one challenge today. The next time, the same approach you use to help them solve the problem will not work. And for me, that's what I find exciting. Okay, interesting. And to even take it on as a life coach, it means you are committed to bringing change uh, beyond just liking people, making sure that they're... Exactly, exactly, exactly. The conversation today is exciting. I'm excited to talk about it, how to create the life you want in 2023. And for those of you who are just joining us, please tell us in the chat where you're coming from. Uh, Let us know what interests you regarding this topic and any questions that you may have for Abu Bakr. Uh, But to you, Abu Bakr, so research shows that 80% of the goals that are created at the beginning of the year end up failing. And people look at these goals as short-term achievements. And so when they are not able to achieve these short-term achievements, maybe by March they see that, hey, I plan to start going to the gym and I'm not going. They give up on the whole agenda and they let it go. So I'm curious uh, to see and to understand how this applies in your own context. How do you set up your own goals for the year? Do you break them down or do you set them goals? Thank you. Thank you, Whitney, for the question. It's important when you are setting New Year goals or any goals for that matter, you set the goals in terms of what it is you want to achieve at the end of the period. But to help you take baby steps because everything you need to start small and then incrementally you are able to achieve the full goal. You have to break the goals down into actionable activities that are measurable. And you know, there's something exciting about um, succeeding. So when you break your goals down and you are succeeding at them um, one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time, it gives you that boost to continue the process. When you set goals, so for example, you can set a goal for yourself that, well, in the year 2023, I want to improve on my physical health. That is quite vague if you ask me. And what exactly are you going to do in that process? So for example, you can say that, well, I want to walk for 30 minutes every day. And maybe to ensure that I'm able to sustain that, I'll start by doing three times a week and then I as I build the momentum up so when every day I'll be able to walk for 30 minutes. Now when you do this, the walking for 30 minutes every day that will lead you to improve your physical health. But you've broken it down into activity and you are able to achieve them one day at a time. The second example I'll give is maybe you set a goal for yourself that I want to spend more time with the family. For those of us who spend almost like 14 hours at the workplace
place. Um, I want to spend more time with family. So how do you do that? You can say that, well, for at least two times a week, I'll close early so that I can come home and interact with my children before they go to bed. Because usually most of the time, by the time you come home, your kids are asleep. You wake up at dawn, you go, by the time you are going, they are still in bed. So if you are not careful for five days a week, set that goal that well. I want to spend more time with the family you break it down to that to an activity that well i will close early two times a week so that i can interact with the kids before they go to bed so these are some ways by which you can set your goals and break them down into achievable activities i like that approach in the sense that you're able to look at these goals as a daily activity because one thing you said is a day at a time so if you plan them for example you say eight to nine i will be maybe taking the walk as you mm-hmm. Giving it a timeline, setting it up as an achievable thing that can sit within your daily structure, then you're able to see that you know what? On Sundays, I like to just sleep. So if I say that Sunday is the day I'm going to be, I don't know, chatting with Abu Bakr, you know, it's exactly. probably good. Exactly. Say, right? And I love that you also say achieving a goal yes. is exciting. Yes. Because sometimes we either one, don't wait to get to the excitement part where you've achieved everything or once we get there we're in a hurry to move on to the next goal so now this takes me to the next question you acknowledge that we need to set goals up as activities make them measurable uh, give them timelines and take a moment to reach it to the end so for you what mindset keeps you moving forward for example you've set your goal now you need to reach to the part where you're excited you've accomplished you're moving to the next goal or you've reached the point where you realize you know what i maybe i made a mistake i set a strange goal and i cannot do it so for you abu bakar what mindsets do you take on the most important thing to note is that yes you set a goal you set out a plan um, activities timelines and everything but life is said that things don't always go the way you want them to go okay so it's important we set our mindsets that well laying the plan does not mean everything will go according to the plan and that can go um south sometimes but when they do it's not the end of the story and here what i want us to do is to have the right appreciation of what success is and what failure is. And here I've been inspired by one of them is Nelson Mandela, our own Madiba. He says that do not judge me by my successes, judge me by how many times I fell and got back up again. Not the fact that I failed at one point. Winston Churchill also said that success is not final and failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So once again, whether you succeed to Day or you fail today doesn't matter as much as your ability to always decide to go back so for me these sayings are inspirational to always remind us that if you fail at something it's not the end of the matter and that you should always have that tenacity there are two things that you need to keep in mind tenacity and determination that the goal you set for yourself is well thought through the mere fact that you slipped up once or twice that's it's not the end of the story but to be tenacious and be determined to continue at it. So for me, that is the mindset you need to have in a bit to achieve your goals, whether they are short-term goals or long-term goals. That is very interesting tenacity and just making sure that you don't make your failure fatal. It, it does not become the end of yeah. it, as you 
interested and if i can just think about even myself some examples i can pack my day with a lot of things and then when i don't achieve them now i'm trying to scramble oh i said i would cook i said i would pack my bags i said i would do all these things i don't know if men do this but sometimes women we end up internalizing the failure it's now i wasn't able to do everything but it's now no longer about maybe the time wasn't well structured I like how you challenge us because you're placing before us an opportunity to reflect and ask ourselves what does success mean to you and what yes. does failure mean to you being able to define that and then making it a healthy journey yes you have 10 things on the list you're able to do one of them that is still an achievement celebrate that because you see at the end of the day it is a sustainability of the achievement that matters don't pack yourself with so many things that when you, you you are not able to do it then now you are beating yourself up you can say that well let me even do just one thing a day and that one thing is what will spare you on so you get to the point where one day you can do even 20 things a day it's because the success right. feeds into the success feeds into the success so day in day out you come out feeling that you've achieved something for the day and that motivates you to go at it the next day so once you're able to achieve one of them it spurs you on to achieve others as you go along don't you just love stories stories shape how we understand the world our place in it and our ability to change it we are all products of our backgrounds perceptions and experiences which all form how we interpret the world so we all have unique stories to share what are we without stories if you're a sucker for inspirational stories you'll feel right at home at the storybook we are a creative enterprise with a social purpose to inspire educate mentor entertain and influence the youth in Africa to make informed decisions on their healing, growth and development. Tell us where you're joining us from. We're speaking to the great Abubakar, the certified life coach and he's sharing with us how to create the life you want in 2023. You've talked about sustainability. This leads me to the next question. What would you say to the youth to make sure that they are leaving room for failure, for things not going as they planned or south? First to accept the fact that we are humans. Sometimes things can go differently from what we plan mistakes right. are part of the deal we are a package mistakes failures are all part of how we are made up and not to beat ourselves up when those things happen when we plan we must make room for failure not that we are planning to fail i always say that without expectations there can be frustration depending on what you are expecting if i'm expecting that i am so perfect that i can never make a mistake then when the mistakes come i feel dejected but when i know that well, because i don't have full control over all the factors i can plan my side but because you work with people you work with systems you know today we're going to have this on facebook live the internet right. decided to do its own thing and now we are doing it here okay so right. we must be flexible right. to change course when things are not going the way we want them to go and we must remember i think it was albert einstein who said that a person who never made a mistake never tried anything new so if you want to try something new expect that things may not go according to how we want them to go 
Okay, so if things don't go the way I want them to go, this is how I will seek to mitigate whatever risk I face or to recover from whatever mistake or failure that um, I'm confronted with. Confucius says that our greatest glory is not in never failing, but in rising every time we fail. So let's remember that always. It is not about the failure or the fact that things did not go the way we wanted them to go, but the fact that we have that mindset that every time I fall, my glory comes from how I get back up and I move forward. You have talked about it again earlier, talking about how we should focus on our ability yes. to bounce back. That what matters is the courage that you take on to bounce back from failing. And the courage to bounce back and mm. perfectionism, which you've just mentioned, they cannot nope. sit on the same bench. They cannot no. even be in the same room. It reminded me of a time because I'm a communications person and my field actively requires me to be creative, dynamic, agile, thinking about new ways of communicating perhaps the same thing. For example, HIV, which has been with mm. us for so long. And for me, since I'm in this field, I always have to think about different ways of advocating for it. Growing up the way I did, sometimes I would find myself in a situation where I needed to get it right mm -hmm. the first time. Like no mistakes allowed. And if I took that attitude into a different space, for example, my creative works, you find that I wanted to continue doing the same thing. And then when maybe younger people come into the sector and I see them doing amazing things, they have great ideas, which by the way, I could have, but I didn't do. I'm upset because they opened the door that I did not have the courage to open. Mm, right mm, yeah. because i wanted to stay on the other side of perfectionism i like what you say that a person who did not fail did not exactly yes. Yes. right yes that's very interesting thank you for sharing with us that perspective and when you're speaking to the people that you mentor are there some tactics that you share for addressing things like perfectionism or just putting yourself out there. Are there any practical skills for this? Basically, what I share with um, a mentor, even work when, when we are setting goals, you have to plan whatever you do. So make sure that you don't just jump into something without giving it a thought. In course of the planning, you are able to think through the various steps, think through what resources you need, think through what risk you are likely to face and what to do when you are faced with those risks. So once you've done all of that, you know that you've given it your best shot, you've put all that down. Just jump in and activate your plan and implement your plan. If at any point you are not successful at that point, you don't beat yourself up. Remember that you gave it your best shot and that is what matters. So whatever challenge has come to confront you, again, you are going to give it your best shot. So the most important thing or the skill you need mm. is to plan and make sure you've taken care of all possible challenges that will come it reminds me of, of a common phrase that people say failure to plan is exactly yes i hope the ones who are with us have taken that on just plan 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 mm. to the best of your mm. ability and see how that can mm. work out for you now abubakar you mentioned in the beginning that you do value leadership and you do value people and empowering mm. people so one of the values that we also support or advocate for at the storybook is empowering our communities 
supporting our communities. Mm. So how would you advise the youth to carry on the mantle, their aspirations of 2023, into also making sure that they're supporting their society, their culture, and their planets in general? That's a very important and very awesome question. Giving back to society, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, he places that at the apex. Needs. Self-actualization. Anytime you give something of you to somebody or to a project, there is this satisfaction you get in yourself. And it's at the apex of the various satisfactions we get from various things, you know, from whether it's food or money or what have you. So I always encourage people to give back. I believe strongly that even nature itself rewards you when you give back to society. Okay. So yes, giving back to our community, to our society, especially to the planet we are here on Earth. So what are we doing to make our environment better for the next generation? The question we ask ourselves is, in our own small way, what can we do to help our environment? So, for example, in how we even dump our litter, the mess that we create, how do we keep them? I visited Singapore, I think it was 2007, and I was amazed walking on the streets of Singapore, how litter-free the environment was. If you chew gum and you dump it on the floor, it's even against the law. For me, that speaks a lot about the fact that, yes, the whole society or you can't change the whole society at the time but you can change your immediate surroundings by yourself so if each and every one of us and factoring that into our new year resolutions or our goals i will practice recycling instead of let's say <clears throat> if i have to leave my house and go and buy something it would take me about 30 minutes to walk instead of sitting in the car to pollute the environment i'll take a walk or i'll use a bicycle that will not pollute or increase the air pollution i can say that well i will plant a tree every month i'll plant one tree what that means is that at the end of the year i would have planted 12 trees which of course will help reduce the effect of global warming so these are ways by which as individuals we can contribute to giving back to our society and helping our planet so i think the fact that we have to be deliberate or conscious about this what matters so that we can help our immediate environment improve Indeed, deliberate and conscious because one of the issues that I'm facing, for example, in my field, again, communication and global uh, health advocacy is that the needs of the communities are changing every other time. So if you're not deliberate, you're not conscious, you're not paying attention to what is changing around you, you might actually miss out on the point and you might not know how to plug in and how to, you know, participate. So I appreciate that. And I hope that the youth, more of us, can take on these ways of just paying attention to our neighbor. What do they need? Is it a smile today? Clean energy, as you mentioned, how can we tap into that? And I believe it's going to make us more productive while we're on earth one of the interesting conversations that we've been having is on innovation and and social media and you've just talked about how we can stay present to the times and the shifting of the seasons and all Mm. that our data shows that young people and specifically in nigeria ghana where you're from and Mm -hmm. kenya where i'm from are spending at least three hours on social media compared to the global statistics of about two and a half half hours. So the disparity is not very big, but I could see how this applies uh, to me. The other day I looked at the average time I spend on my phone 
the numbers that showed was 6 hours so i was asking myself hold on i need to sleep for 7 hours i'm in the office 8 hours so 6 hours how am i living my life and i don't consider myself to be on phone um this much I have tried to be very deliberate about the kinds of uh, content I consume mm-hmm. on social media, the people I follow. If I see uh, content that does not align to my values, I unfriend, I unfollow and all that. But I know this is not a principle that is followed by many people. People are online, they're taking on values, ideas, plans, projects, and others are taking on their own sense of identity. So How would you advise the young people to make sure that yes they're on social media but they're still building an authentic life in 2023 and beyond? Yes, social media now is a big thing. It's very important the discussion like this involving the youth. Now, for me, social media is a tremendous tool. It's a tool that has the potential for development, but again, it's a tool that has the potential to snatch our very lives away from us. Every time I am talking to young people about social media, there are some questions I I ask. So how do you use social media? Young people spend the average 3 hours on social media. So for 3 hours of your life each day, what are you putting out there on social media? What is your contribution to the growth or the development of social media? Because at the end of the day, we are leaving footprints in that space. Another question I ask is, are you following trends irrespective of their impact on others or even on your own future? As I said, we leave footprints there and we are impacting other people. Some people go on social media and they take everything there hook line and sinker possibly i sit here in ghana i'm on social media something i said there one young lady or guy in kenya sees that and thinks wow what i'm saying is is awesome it's important it's that's what it is the person take that that's what is influencing what they do we put a certain image on social media that is not actually what it is and somebody else is taking it as if that is a full story then what impact mm. are we making mm. whatever it is that you're putting on social media can you do same in the real world there was this young man who likes to set agenda on social media doesn't care mm. what he says about somebody sometimes very mean comments this guy happened to mm. find himself going to audition for a certain program and unfortunately for him all the three people on the panel this guy has had a go at them on his page on Twitter. They asked him, "Why did you do that on social media?" And he says, "Oh, social media is not real. So what happens on social media is not something that I want to talk about." And they are like, "But you say things that are mean that leave people depressed on social media. So if you say social media is not real, it's a sole platform where you, you do things to people, okay? And the people on social media are real human beings. Right. If you are saying something right. to somebody on social media, can you say it to them um when you meet them in person? If you cannot, then you have to think to about that. So these are the kind of questions I want us on social media, those of us who patron social media to keep in mind that social media is a tool that we can use to further our cause, but we, sh- we should be careful we are not using it and um, shoot ourselves in the foot as it were. So my advice, let's use social media wisely. We can use it to further our growth, our development. It offers us huge potential. Social media is one way by which we can live through. So let us use it in that sense. 
let's be cautious of, of what we say what we put out there let's know that it's not everything on social media that is factual it's not everything there that is truthful or even real so we have to learn to fast check some of the things we read on social media or we see on social media we should try not to lose ourselves in social media so in a bit for us to get the likes don't let us lose ourselves you don't owe anybody anything because at the end of the day you should remember that mental health is real if what you are putting out there is not the real you mm. by the time you are done and you come back to the real world the happiness you are enjoying on social media will vanish into the air and then you are back to square one and if you are not careful you will be depressed let's contribute to it positively not negatively and let's know that whatever is on social media you know the internet they say doesn't forget so one day it might come back to haunt us thank you with me thank you so much for speaking openly and comprehensively about this because the vision that comes to my mind is an empty bucket saying to myself an empty bucket has a space for you to fill it with something yes. anything so when you talk about self-awareness uh, self-actualization the uh, Maslow hierarchy of needs and not using social media as the place where we come to find ourselves it tells what I take from this is that when you take time to know who you are that is fill your bucket when you go to social media where there is sometimes information mm-hmm. that is not factual people who are you know they're careless they don't care about other people's needs you don't give space for social media mm. to define who you are instead you use it in your own words to leapfrog to build on yes. what you already have yes. right this is very insightful to me and it gives me a different way of looking at it that social media complements exactly what we exactly doing. it's a channel for us to to build on what we have wow this is really wonderful abubakar i'd like to thank you for your patience in everything that you've been able to share with us i value your generosity i know you took time to prepare and just be with us today last but not least tell us where we can find you what are your handles website and what exciting upcoming projects do you have that you would like our audience to be okay awesome i usually do bits and pieces of this on on social media on um, facebook my handle is ak isuman on twitter um hajisuman on linkedin um abubakar-isuman on ig of course i am abu bin ibrahim this is what i do on social media and um, sometimes i also engage in face to face training i do that a lot here in ghana when i have the opportunity i also practice my crafts here engaging people on coaching leadership is in fact my pet subject so any day any time i'm happy to share my experiences in leadership with people. my fan always um with me yes, thank you thank you so much i sure will engage with you on leadership and mm. other exciting conversations thank you Thank you very much Whitney. So, be sure to connect with us on social media at the storybook underscore ENT on Instagram. The storybook ENT on Facebook. At storybook underscore ENT on Twitter.